The war on farmers that we broke down just a few weeks ago that's happening all over the world, Brazil, South Africa, China, United States, Canada, Holland, Sri Lanka, you name it, is all tied back to the United Abomination, sorry, the United Nations and also the World Economic Forum. And they want you eating bugs. It's true. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman. So glad you could join us today. Now, just a few weeks ago, we broke down the war on farmers. In fact, I've been covering the war on farmers for a decade in the pages of the New American Magazine. If you're not a subscriber yet, you should be. Uh, It's happening in Brazil, South Africa, United States, Canada, Holland, Sri Lanka, all over the world. Farmers are being moved off their land under various pretexts, but they all go back to the same agenda. And that agenda is UN Agenda 2030. We've talked about it before. In fact, we've done an entire episode on Agenda 2030. You can go back and watch that. I really want to focus in today, though, on how the UN Agenda 2030 is directly responsible for the global war on farmers that we are seeing. In fact, every element of UN Agenda 2030 is popping up in what's happening around the world. And every element of the war on farmers traces back to UN Agenda 2030. Now, of course, uh, a partner of the United Nations in implementing UN Agenda 2030 is the World Economic Forum. Now, I wouldn't say the United Nations or the World Economic Forum are the deep state. They are tools. They are tentacles of the deep state that we've broken down many times on this program, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, the uh, weirdos uh, in their weirdo little groups at the Skull and Bones Society, the uh, the Bohemian Grove, the wackadoodles, uh, power, 2,500 of the most powerful people in the world get together in the Redwood Forest in Northern California, and they do weird rituals, and they got a 40-foot stone owl, and they do a cremation of care. Uh, so we, we've, we've showed you who really uh, is the deep state behind the deep state. Of course, it's diabolical. It is evil. But um, they have a lot of tools that they act through, and one of those tools is the United Nations. And um, the UN, uh, just a quick refresher, uh, in 2015, they adopted what they call the Sustainable Development Goals. It's also called Agenda 2030. Um, And uh, they called this at the time, the, the head of the UN General Assembly called it the Master Plan for Humanity. Yes, the Master Plan for Humanity. Um. We've heard about these master plans before, right? The communist Chinese had a master plan. The the Soviets had a master plan. The Cubans had a master plan. All all the communist dictatorships have had a master plan. Uh, And typically it results in master starvation, Uh, massive, massive death, um, hunger, slavery, institutionalized oppression. So uh, this master plan is no different. In fact, the communist Chinese uh, boasted that they played a crucial role in developing Agenda 2030. They're also playing a crucial role in implementing this Agenda 2030, especially when it comes to smashing small independent farms. That's not just my opinion. Uh, The UN Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, the lead UN agency in charge of implementing sustainable development goals, Agenda 2030, on food and agriculture and food production uh, is literally run by a communist Chinese agent. I kid you not. Um, We reported on him extensively in the pages of The New American. His name is uh, Ku Dongyu, and uh, he is the head of the Food and Agriculture Organization. He took over from another communist, uh, Jose Graziano of Brazil, uh, former operative of the communist Lula da Silva, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, the communist revolutionary who uh, was put in prison for being corrupt and evil uh, and now has gotten out and he's running for president again. 
So um, that is who is behind this, folks. Uh, the UNFAO is running this. Now, Ku Dong-Yu, uh, it's not just my opinion that he is a communist Chinese operative. In fact, before moving over to the United Abominations, he was the vice minister of agriculture and rural affairs for the CCP, the most murderous entity that has ever existed in human history. They've murdered about 100 million people. Um, if you remember Communist China's agricultural policies, uh, you know, first they had their Great Leap Forward. They, they literally starved tens of millions of people to death as part of their master plan for the Chinese people. Uh, yep, yep. Yep, that's what they did. Uh, and of course, that's what communists have always done, right? Joseph Stalin, of course, starved 10 million Ukrainians to death in one of the most ruthless genocides the world had ever seen. And he used food. He confiscated all their food supplies. Well, now they want to do it to the planet. So let's go through the uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals, folks, and you'll see how these are directly related. There's a whole bunch of them that directly tie to this war on farming. Now, if you remember, there are 17 of these sustainable development goals, they call them SDGs, and under each of those goals, there are multiple targets. There's 169 targets in total, uh, and these deal with every every, every element of your life, folks, every element of your country, your government, your legal system, your food production, everything. Uh, and uh, in, in the preamble, they say that all countries and all stakeholders and you, uh, acting in collaborative partnership, will implement this plan. And, and over and over again, no one will be left behind. It's a plan, they say, to transform the world. Uh, Secretary General of the UN at the time, Ban Ki-moon, who regularly called the UN the Parliament of Humanity, said that uh, the SDGs, the Agenda 2030, was the Global Declaration of Interdependence. And if you don't think he knew what he was saying, folks, think again. But um, now, again, in the episode that we did on this uh, uh, a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we didn't focus so much on the agricultural part of it. We, we gave you some of the other key parts, right? Abortions, contraceptions, vaccines for everybody, mental health services. Go watch our episode on big psychiatry. Uh, all this is a big part of the plan. Also, uh, national socialism, also known as Nazism, uh, is not going to be enough for these globalist tools. Uh, they actually say in goal number 10 that uh, you got to have international wealth redistribution as well. Uh, they go on to say that we need fundamental changes in the way that our societies produce and consume goods. Uh, and they are not kidding, folks. Um, uh, goal 12 in the SDGs says we need sustainable consumption and production patterns. And of course, how are you going to make fundamental changes to the way that we consume and produce goods? Well, the obvious way is to have the government control how we consume and produce goods. And that is exactly what we're seeing, folks, uh, not just in agriculture, but across the line. Right? And so it's, it's not quite communism outright. right? A lot of people mistake this for communism. Um, yes, it's true. Communists do take control of the means of production. So they determine how goods are produced and how they're consumed. Right? They give you your ration card and uh, they assign a job to you. And they say, OK, you slave, you go make shoes. You slave, uh, you're in charge of terrorizing uh, your fellow comrades who don't comply. So each comrade gets a job. Um, but uh, what they're really doing here, folks, I think is best compared to fascism, because they're still going to allow the mega corporations to exist. If you think Klaus Schwab's buddies, the CEOs of BlackRock and Vanguard and PepsiCo and Coca-Cola and ConAgra and, and General Mills, uh, if you think they're going to give up their control 
of these uh, corporations, you're kidding yourself, right? Uh, what's happening here is a fusion of corporate and state power. And of course, we call that fascism, right? Benito Mussolini called it fascism, the fusion of corporate and state power. And that's what we're seeing here, folks. So private companies will still be allowed to, just like in China, right? You can have companies, um, most of them in China, and all the big ones are, are majority owned by the government, of course. Uh, but hey, you still have some semblance of markets, right? You just have a fascist system rather than a communist system. So that's how they're going to get control of consumption and production by having uh, companies be at the service of the government. So you can still have private companies, uh, you know, privately owned companies, as long as they do what the government says. And so let's go through some of these uh, SDGs, folks. In goal uh, 12, we read that uh, we need to have sustainable management and efficient use of resources, okay? That's the same goal that demands sustainable consumption and production patterns. Uh, they go on to say that we need uh, environmentally sound management of chemicals and all wastes throughout their life cycle in accordance with international, with agreed international frameworks, folks. Um, your local government won't decide this. Your company won't decide this. Your state government won't decide this. Even the U.S. government won't decide this. It's got to be in accordance with, as the SDG says, international frameworks. By that, they mean UN Agenda 2030. They mean all the UN treaties that have been coming about. Uh, and so as part of that, uh, they say in the SDG that uh, people must significantly reduce their release to air, water, and soil in order to minimize their adverse impacts on human health and environment. So what are we talking about here, folks? They're talking about fertilizers. Okay, They're talking about nitrogen. They're talking about pesticides. They're talking about herbicides. Uh, the things that make modern agriculture possible. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, you know, a, a, an advocate of lots of pesticides and farm, herbicides and fertilizers and things. But guess what, folks? We've got almost 8 billion people on this planet going back to the Stone Ages and trying to farm the way our ancestors thousands of years ago did is not going to produce enough food to feed all the people on the planet, okay? Uh, we need modern agriculture. Now, the Dutch farmers are, are a very good example of this. They're incredibly productive. They've got a tiny little bit of land, right? The Netherlands is super tiny. Uh, and yet they're one of the greatest exporters of agricultural products in the world. They export cheeses and butters and milks and uh, uh, crops of all kinds. Uh, and yet they do it on a tiny little area of land, uh, and they do it in an incredibly environmentally friendly way. Uh, they've drastically cut their nitrogen emissions. They've drastically cut uh, their the runoff into water. I mean, they, they, these farmers are some of the most productive and also some of the cleanest in the world. And yet, the Dutch government, in accordance with all these united abominable uh, SDGs, is squeezing them even harder. They're, they're literally saying, we're going to have to bankrupt at least a third of you, maybe more. We're going to be taking your land. We'll pay you for it. Don't worry. But uh, you guys are gone, right? I don't care if your great, 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 great grandpa started this farm 600 years ago. That's too bad, right? Uh, you you got to obey these uh, things. All right, so let's go down to uh, SDG number 14. Uh, this is on marine pollution of all kinds, in particular from land-based activities. We're looking at you farmers, including nutrient pollution. Uh, and so if, if you read these UN documents over and over again, agriculture and food production are supposedly bad for the ocean, right? Uh, and so to comply with this, the FAO, again, led by a communist Chinese agent, is going to tighten the screws on farmers and ranchers. Um, and, and they've been very clear about this, folks. It's not a new thing. Even before they adopted uh, Agenda 2030, uh, back in 2014, the uh, the uh, UN Food and Agriculture Organization was talking about this. So they had a report called Building a Common Vision for Sustainable Food and Agriculture, Principles and Approaches. Uh, and in there, the UN agency says we need enormous restrictions on fertilizers, pesticides, emissions from agriculture, and of course, water use. Well, you can't grow crops without water. You can't grow crops efficiently without fertilizer. 
Uh, and if you're thinking, well, we're just going to go back to using cow poop. Well, first of all, they don't want cows. Second of all, you want to see what it looks like to use nothing but organic fertilizers in agriculture? Yeah, let me get you a plane ticket to Sri Lanka, and you can see how well that went in Sri Lanka. Okay, In fact, it got so bad in just a few months where they banned uh, uh, regular fertilizers and pesticides that uh, it caused a famine in Sri Lanka. It caused a famine that was so bad that 9 out of 10 people are now going hungry. They're literally skipping meals. Uh, they their, their food prices are skyrocketing. They went from exporters and self-sufficient in rice production and other key agricultural products to having to import massive massive amounts. And in fact, it got so bad that people went and overthrew their government. They broke into the presidential palace. They set it on fire. They jumped on the dude's bed and went swimming in his swimming pool. Okay. Um, so folks, if you don't think these globalists realize that these stupid so-called sustainable ideas will lead to a decimation of food production and that the decimation of food production will lead to social unrest. It'll cause violence and a violent reaction. You're kidding yourself, okay? They know exactly what happens when they do these types of things. These people aren't stupid. These people are not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. So when they say we got to get rid of all the fertilizer and stuff, look at Sri Lanka, and you can see where that goes. And again, they want us to revolt. They want us to destroy our own governments and our own nations in response to the pressure that they are putting on us. Uh, folks, if we go to goal number two in the Sustainable Development Goals, you'll find uh, a goal that deals with, and I'm quoting here, sustainable agriculture and sustainable food production. By sustainable, they mean obey the UN. And um, again, look at Holland, look at Sri Lanka, and you understand what they're talking about. Goal number six, they say we have to have sustainable management of water, which means, again, you got to target the farmers because farmers are using water for their farms and farmers are sometimes allowing some nitrogen or whatever to leach off into the water. Okay, uh, And so we got to go after the farmers again. Well, there's one problem with going after farmers, folks. No farms, no food. Okay, so if you like to eat, and I know most of us do like to eat, uh, at least every once in a while, right? Um, you got to realize how insane this is. Uh, and then goal number 13, folks, is one of the overarching goals, right? It's a climate change, which the UN claims is caused by human activities. Uh, and for a long time, they've been saying that agriculture is one of the biggest contributors to climate change. Because if you want to farm, you can't have a forest there. You got to have a field. And so that, that causes climate change. Then you're going to run a tractor. That causes climate change. Your, your cow is going to poot or, or release flatulence. Uh, that's going to cause climate change. Uh, and so, of course, everything that a farmer does is somehow causing global warming. Uh, in other words, got to go after the farmers. Okay. Uh, if you read uh, goal number 13, they say you got to integrate climate change measures into national policies, strategies, and planning which of course means go after the farmer, not just the farmers, right? There's, there's much more than just farmers and ranchers, but uh, certainly uh, agricultural policies are a big, big part of this. Then you go to goal number 15, sustainable use of terrestrial ecosystems, which again, numerous targets underneath that that go after farmers, that go after food production, that go after agriculture, folks. Uh, you got the biodiversity junk, right? Uh, folks, this is what they're doing. And now where does the World Economic Forum and, and the fascist mega corporations of the world fit in? Well, um, in 2019, the World Economic Forum, led by Mr. Klaus Schwab himself, the man who says, we need a great reset, right? No choice, we must have a great reset. Uh, I know my Klaus Schwab impression is not great, but uh, we must transform everything, right? Uh, yeah, so that guy. Um, they signed an agreement, a strategic partnership with the United Abominations to implement Agenda 2030. 
as part of the Great Reset, right? And uh, this agenda 2030, they say, uh, this is what they said in their agreement. Uh, they defined areas of cooperation to deepen institutional engagement and jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. A giant word salad, meaning we're going to bring big business to the table to help tighten the screws on the people of the world all across the board, especially in agriculture and farming. Now, remember, the UN is run by a socialist, Antonio Guterres, right? A self-proclaimed socialist. Uh, and they are working together with the fascist corporatists at World Economic Forum to do this. Now, uh, just recently, the World Economic Forum launched the Food Action Alliance. If you go to the Food Action Alliance website, uh, what you'll see is that uh, Agenda 2030 informs the ambition of the Food Action Alliance to provide an enduring and long-term platform for multi-stakeholder action on food systems to meet the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. So they're telling you it's in your face. Now, you won't see this in the New York Slimes. The same people who parroted Stalin's lies about the genocide happening in Ukraine. Oh, there's nothing to see in Ukraine. Ukrainians are perfectly happy. Nobody's starving them to death. Uh, same clowns that lied to you about Chairman Mao before he starved the Chinese people. Oh, there's nothing to see in China. They're just agrarian reformers, right? Just like these clowns at the United Abominations. They're just agrarian reformers, right? They're not They're not bad. They're just agrarian reformers. They're just going to reform agriculture, okay? Uh, and so uh, this Food Action Alliance was working alongside the UN. They had their Food Systems Summit in September of 2021. So uh, less than a year ago. And uh, at that time, the World Economic Forum released uh, the Food Action Alliance report outlining what they described as a leadership agenda for multi-stakeholder collaboration to transform food systems. And if you read the document, it says uh, they are supporting transformative food system partnerships. Its value proposition beyond the UN Food Systems Summit 2021 toward achieving the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Folks, they're telling you, okay, they're telling you what they're doing and you're not paying attention. Uh, at least not if you're reading the fake news. Uh, and so, folks, uh, they've been on this mission for a while. And back in 2010, the World Economic Forum released a report outlining what it described as a new vision for agriculture. And this included, again, a roadmap for stakeholders. Folks, if you're not familiar with this whole concept of stakeholders, a stakeholder capitalism is what the Rothschilds and the Pope uh, and the global fascists describe it as. Um, Stakeholder capitalism is not capitalism, okay? In, in a capitalist system, you have a free market. Uh, shareholders own companies. Shareholders are like board members. Board members are in charge of increasing shareholder value. They're in charge of making profit so that they can distribute that to the shareholders. How do they make profit? They make profit by serving people, by satisfying the needs and wants of people, okay? God established a free market system. He said, thou shalt not steal. He said, if you don't work, you don't eat. He said you got to use just weights and measures, right? So no force, no fraud. Other than that, you own your property. You decide what to do with it. You decide what to do. And, and this free market system that God ordained that, that I, I think is described clearly in the Bible, if you read God's rules, um, results in something wonderful. It results in man, as greedy and evil and selfish as he is, being forced to serve his fellow man. If you want to make money, and you can't use force because you can't steal, you can't murder, and you can't use fraud because you got to use just weights and measures and you're not supposed to lie. Well, what do you do? You have to go out and serve your fellow man. You got to make bread for your neighbor. You got to clean your neighbor's house. You got to build a car for your neighbor. You got to do something that adds value, something that other people want badly enough that they will pay for it. Uh, so the free market system forces us to serve our fellow human beings, and it has led to the biggest boom in human prosperity and well-being that the world has ever known when it was followed here in the United States. 
Well, the stakeholder capitalism is something totally different. Uh, it's really the Nazi German model where mega corporations serve the interests of the government. So you have the stakeholders, right? The governments, the mega corporations, and then the NGOs, they call it civil society, non-governmental organizations. Folks, the NGOs are really just front groups funded by the governments and the mega corporations. So and, and of course, um, they're not really independent, right? They're just doing what they're told by their paymasters in the government and in the mega corporations. So you got this incestuous relationship between governments, mega corporations, and NGOs that supposedly represent civil society. And those are the stakeholders. So instead of a company going out and serving people, instead of a company making money for its shareholders, a company now has to do the ESG, environmental social and governance, right? They have to worry about these weird metrics about, you know, how, how much climate change baloney are we doing? How much LGBTism are we pushing in our commercials uh, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So the corporations are no longer working in the interest of their shareholders and their consumers. They're now doing what the government says and what the stakeholders say, these uh, NGOs funded by the government. So these are the stakeholders, folks. Uh, and, and here's what the WAF says on its strategic intelligence platform. As global food systems become increasingly interconnected, effective coordination among a diverse set of stakeholders will be required required will be required not might be a good idea maybe we should think about it maybe we should ask voters what they think no it's going to be required okay uh here they go again the potential to craft new systemic approaches to food systems that include a diverse array of stakeholders presents opportunities to help sustainably feed the world well into the future okay Folks, they're bringing all the big corporations into this, right? They've got uh, all the, the mega food corporate. And, folks, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you see all these different brands. And you think, wow, lots of different companies. Folks, these brands are owned by a tiny, tiny handful of evil mega corporations. Coca-Cola, Frito-Lay, uh, um, Unilever, PepsiCo, uh, General Mills, right? There's just a tiny handful of mega corporations. They're all involved in this, by the way. Uh, and and just in case you didn't realize, those mega corporations that own all these brands that you think are their own companies are not. Uh, the major shareholders, the top shareholders in almost all of those are BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, the woke super corporations that are working with, in fact, Larry Fink, the head of BlackRock, is on the board of the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay. He's also working closely with the World Economic Forum. So folks, it's just a big incestuous group of criminal totalitarians who are working to transform the food supply to comply with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, folks. Um, and, and again, this is happening. It's in the open, folks. Let me show you a, a video real quick of the Dutch prime minister speaking at the World Economic Forum, transforming food systems and land use. And he's announcing, this was at last year's Davos summit, that uh, the global coordinating secretariat of the World Economic Food Innovation Hubs is going to be in the Netherlands, right? Netherlands is right at the heart of this, folks. Watch this. So the role of businesses in the agri-food sector should be stimulated and enabled to create scalable uh, solutions. And here I'd like to highlight a, a World Economic Forum initiative in this regard, the World Economic uh, Forum Food uh, Innovation Hubs. And these hubs in Africa, in Asia, in South America and in Europe uh, will allow uh, businesses to connect regional stakeholders to skill innovations, because this is key, uh, skill innovations that can address food systems, challenge, food systems challenges. And here, uh, I'm particularly proud to announce that the Netherlands will host the Global Coordinating Secretariat of the World Economic Forum Food Innovation Hubs, which will connect all other food innovation hubs. And I believe this is important because it will be facilitating to create uh, the partnerships we need. 
All right, folks. Again, if you want to see what all this sustainability nonsense looks like, just look at Sri Lanka. Look at the Netherlands. Now, Canada just announced these restrictions last week. The U.S. government is is going full-blown on this. All over the world, you see this. Uh, and once they starve us, once they've got us where they want us, then, they're, then the transformation of the food supply will come into view. And so we'll, we're going to save that for another episode, folks. But they literally plan to have you eat bugs. Don't believe me. Stay tuned to Behind the Deep State, and I'll show you how it works, folks. Uh, that is what they are doing. It's going to be nasty. Um, and uh, yeah, folks, if you want to eat, if you want to continue eating well, then uh, you had better take this seriously, folks. They are coming after us. They're coming after our farmers. They're coming after our ranchers. And they fully intend to gain total control of the food supply and reduce you to serfdom. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.